This podcast was first broadcast on 92.6 FM Radio Verulam. Go to radioverulam.com to find more Environment Matters podcasts and if you enjoy what we do, to find out how you can support the station, which is run entirely by volunteers. I hope you enjoy the podcast. Welcome to Environment Matters with me, Amanda Yorworth. Environment Matters is the show that brings you news on issues of sustainability in the environment from around St Albans and from further afield. Now, later on, we'll hear about the musicians hoping to change the world through music. But first, if you're like me, you probably don't know where Marlborough Green Space is. Well, I can help you with that because it's just off Cotton Mill Lane behind the houses on the other side to St Julian's Church. And what you also might not know is that Marlborough Green Space is shortly to become home to Cotton Mill and Sopwell Hub, a new sustainable community space that will have inclusive facilities for all members of the local community, including a new cycling hub that promises to be the heart of cycling in St Albans. Well, to find out more about this great new facility, I spoke to Gail Jackson and Kate Swindells, members of the team behind the hub. And I started by asking Gail why, right back in 2018, the Cotton Mill and Sopwell Hub campaign came about. A couple of years uh, further back than that, um, I've actually done some work as a community officer at St Albans District Council, looking into the three most deprived areas in St Albans and what would benefit those areas. And the idea was put forward in the report I finally did about setting up a new community centre in Cotton Mill. The reason was because that was the area in which there was already most community engagement. And there had previously been an old community centre on the site. That had gone quite a long while ago and Forts Pavilion had been set up in the green space there but it really wasn't fit for purpose and that's where the idea came about to start thinking about building a new one. Council didn't do anything about it at the time but in 2018 I was talking to a couple of local people in the area and that's uh, what what kicked off the Cotton Mill and Sopwell Hub campaign. Okay. Now, as you say there, you didn't originally have council support and it's not been easy, but eventually you did get the support of the council and also of two other groups. Can you tell us why Verulam Cycling Club and Sopwell Community Trust joined forces with you? Well, I can, yeah, but just to say that the Cotton Mill and Sopwell Hub campaign kicked off with a couple of local people, first of all. There was a group of, um, I think, five or six women came together, all feeling really very frustrated with the lack of community facilities in the area. And so they kind of started working together, set up a Facebook group, and they got a petition. 1,000 people, they got to sign it. Um, So really got the community thinking and engaged about this idea. And that's when the council got on board. But yeah, the other two groups, Verum Cycling Club, they've been talking to the council for years about how they could develop or move forward on plans to build and engage more cyclists in St Albans area. And the Sopwell Community Trust, they also, they've been looking for a community space to run their community events for many years. So those two groups and us, we all began talking together and with the council and it all merged into one very, very positive campaign and work with the council to build and design this centre. 
So you're working towards a new building on the Marburg Green Space. How will it benefit the local community? It's really been a journey of love for everybody in this. It's going to be inclusive. It's been designed by the community for the community. The building offers a way to provide support and networking locally. It's going to strengthen community networks. If people lean on each other in this area, we need each other. There's a lot of sharing and this building offers a place to support that kind of work, whether it's from the work of local groups already started, like Rahana from the Sop Community Trust did a lot of work around food sharing this year, um, especially during COVID, saving food that was going to be thrown away from local supermarkets and giving that out. Grow Community Sopwell started, Kate Swindell, she started that up. So we've got um, people who are wanting somewhere to meet, to think and talk about growing food and cooking the food that they grow at home. We know that there's a lot of vulnerable people in the area and a building like this is really going to help reduce isolation, bringing people together, a space for people to meet. I then turned to Kate Swindells, and just to say that Kate was talking to me from her house, so there's a bit of noise from toings and froings going on in the background. And I started by asking Kate how they had decided what facilities to incorporate at the new community hub. Well, in the early days, we we did quite a lot of research. We went to visit quite a few community centres and also did some consultations with the local community, a couple of surveys, identifying what the community needed and a couple of online focus groups. We found in our surveys, we weren't getting too much from the youth and from the older people. So we did some extra focus groups on those to sort of fill those gaps. So obviously, community centre halls for hire, for community celebrations, parties, weddings, a space for education, job training. We've got no GP service in the area, so we'll have a healthy hub there. Youth groups definitely need space in, in our community, so that's going to be really important. So halls for hire. Community kitchen, that was really important that we, we included that. A quiet space has been included in the focus groups for the older people especially, a place where people can step out of the halls if there's a it's busy and noisy, so dementia friendly, but also for, for everyone who might be on the autistic spectrum or just need a quiet place. And the changing places toilet is a purpose built toilet for people with disabilities so they can have get changed in complete dignity. It's got hoists and a bed rather than just being changed on the floor. So we've also got, we do washing facilities, which are really needed by the Muslim community. Um, So that's going to be, make the centre even more inclusive. And a community cafe, so that's a great meeting space for local people, including mums with young children, older people, isolated people. We can also get custom from the cyclists using the Alban Way, because there's no cafe en route at present. So, you know, when we were doing the business plans for this, this is just going to be a great extra boost to make the centre uh, sustainable. And we are hoping to get a playground in the future as well, fundraise for that, which will have inclusive facilities. And the cycle facilities also are going to have the ability to have activities for people with disabilities. Can you just tell us a bit more about the cycle facilities that are planned there? Because that's quite a major feature, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, this is going to be the flex 
flagship cycling centre for St Albans. It's not just going to be for Sopwell. And that's something really big and excited for everyone in St Albans to get involved in. There's going to be a purpose-built cycle hub run by the same people who do Watford Cycle Hub and they're setting up hubs all over Hertfordshire. So they offer bike servicing, hire repairs and reconditioned cycles at affordable prices. And they're also training up people to do that. Then outside, we've already got BMX dirt track and some other sort of sporting facilities. But in addition to that, there's going to be a new cyclocross track and an all-ability, all-weather track for people on a flat place of people can sort of learn and gain confidence. A pump track, so that would be an all-weather surface pump tracks for BMXing, for scooters, for skateboards, for roller skates, everything for for youth and adults to, to enjoy. And then also the Cycle Hub will have an inclusive programme of cycle training sessions. So everything from ladies' confidence and kids' bike ability right up to a bit more um, athletic things for, for seasoned cyclists. That all sounds fantastic. So obviously all of that cycling stuff is going to really help local people get involved in active travel, hopefully be leaving the car at home. So that's all great for the environment. But you've actually specified that the building itself is going to have lots of eco features. Can you tell us a bit about those? Sure. We really insisted on the building being eco-friendly. We just thought saw this as such a great opportunity for the council to show what inf- environmentally friendly bu- buildings could be like. Obviously, you know, we were pushing for a passive house standard, but, you know, there's always compromises in budgets and resources. So the building is going to have solar panels. There's going to be no gas, a green roof air source heat pump for heating and uh, adequate insulation so that's going to be great and also they're going to plan to have an orchard in the grounds for, for everyone to pick. That sounds wonderful. Now you've launched a crowdfund appeal where is most of the funding coming from for this building and, and just tell us what this appeal is for. Most of the funding is coming from the council. They've put in an awful lot of money for this and we're very grateful for them. But unfortunately, building costs have increased a lot uh, in the last year or so, as everyone knows. And when it went out to tender, all the, all the prices were coming back a lot higher than anticipated. So the council have put extra money in as well that they hadn't anticipated they'd have to. So they've asked the local community groups, so Cottmill and Sopwell Hub, Verulam Cycling Club and Sopwell Community Trust to go out to the communities and local businesses and raise those final funds to get everything that we needed and that we'd specified that we wanted. Okay. Is there any other way in which you need help from local people, apart from obviously um, contributing to the crowdfunder? Yes, so the crowdfunder is crowdfunder.co.uk-cottonmill-centre or just go to any of our social media and you'll see it all over there. Um, When you donate, there are rewards that you can claim for the donation and those rewards come from local businesses. So that's really great for them to be involved. But also if you want to, if anyone's inspired to give uh, a larger donation to help this much needed facility get, get really up and running, You can also contact us, our details are on our website and on social media to have your name on a hall or to be on an honours board at the the entrance to the building, similar to what the St Albans Museum has. Okay, so when do you hope that the new hub will be ready for everybody to use? Well, the hub is already started to be built and we are hoping it will be opening in spring 2022, so next spring, which is going to be amazing. 
Fantastic. Not far away then. Um, well, thank you so much for telling us about those fabulously ambitious plans that you've got and for all of the hard work that you've obviously put in getting it this far. Thank you. I was talking there to Gail Jackson and Kate Swindells. And do check out cottonmillandsopwellhub.org for more about this great project and how you can contribute to their crowdfunder appeal. Now, there's lots of different ways to protest or influence or persuade. You've probably tried the more obvious ones like emailing your MP. You might even have taken part in a protest march. Gluing yourself to the road is a method that has found, well, popularity with some recently. But how about music? How about using music to change the world? Well, that's exactly what members of the Extinction Rebellion Change the World Through Music group hope to do next week in St Albans. I spoke to Richard Lafford, one of the musicians, to find out more. Richard, thank you so much for joining me. So you've been a musician for a while. When did you decide that your music could be a tool for change? I suppose it was quite recently, really, because what happened was I responded to the climate emergency by writing music, especially over lockdown, because... I was used to doing a lot of open mic and great thanks to Bill Johnson at the Horn for that. I was writing music that reflected how I felt about situations and about what was happening in the world. And when lockdown came, I ended up doing a lot more recording at home and responding to world events. Last year was a prolific time for me. And then we found that other people through XR were interested in, in music and I got chatting to Troy Parker-Roth, who was also at the open mic, the Blue Angel, and, and invited her to join XR, our arts group. And she came with a background of being a musician and uh, writer-performer and also having an MA in digital marketing. So she wanted to put it on a festival, which I, I thought was brilliant. Unfortunately, uh, it was the time we just got into lockdown. So she set up the Facebook page and I organised the online events. And we managed to get about 100 people within the first month. And so people can join the Facebook page and, and share their music or share music they'd like to listen to or just to listen. So I, I took a look at the Change the World Through Music Facebook page and I read that it talked about members um, using the magic of music. What, what do you think is the magic of music? What, why do you think it's such a powerful tool? Uh, it speaks directly to people. I was a teacher for 30 years and when I worked with young students with autism, you didn't need words and it, it just communicated so much. Now, you're one of the artists in the lineup on the 27th of November. Can you just tell us a, a little bit uh, about the music you'll be playing? You, you suggested it might have been some of the stuff that you wrote during lockdown. What's the sort of tone of it? What kind of things should we expect? I think it's everything, really. And that's the thing about music. It, it's, it's whatever I feel and how I respond. And s sometimes it can be uplifting. Sometimes it, it can explore darker places. And I think that's the thing. It's a, a language that shouldn't be sanctioned. We, you know, we want to express ourselves the way we feel. And sometimes it can be done with humour and sometimes it with, with a solemnity. I'm playing all the songs I've written myself. I know that, you know, Troy will be doing all of hers as well, which speak on about existence and, and different reflections on 
how she's responded to various events and and Bill will be doing a lot of covers which relate to uh, climate emergency and also present times and Mike Oliver will be playing his music as well uh, and the Hanging Bandits are a group who um, have their own take on the events and uh, with a lot of humour as well as um, profundity I'd say. And how does using your music to get your message over about the environment out to other people, how does that make you feel? And and in particular, what does it feel like when you're playing with other like-minded musicians? It's it's like being part of a big family, really. And I know when we played at the Mermaid during the Sustainability Festival, we had 100 people out there at the pub. It was a really lovely experience. And that's the great thing now. And certainly... With the, the COP event, we could see that people want to engage and be part of that that um, communication and is that connection between people. And, and there's nothing like it when it happens. And you'd like to put out a plea to anybody who would host one of your gigs? Yeah, we're looking to play at different places, but also to get involved and work with people. So if there's any universities or schools that would like us to come on board and and actually enable young people to take part and perform with us so we could host events. Um, But we're also looking for pubs that would be interested in hosting like the Mermaid kindly did last year. Please contact me at laffordrichard at gmail.com. Brilliant. Richard, thank you very much indeed for telling us about that. And we hope the gig goes really well. Thank you very much for your time. If you'd like to hear Richard and the other musicians in action, then you'll need to go to the Clock Tower in St Albans on Saturday 27th of November from noon to 3pm. And the gig is part of the Tinseltown gigs organised by St Albans Arts Teams and supported by St Albans Bid. I'll be back at the same time next week, but until then, thank you for listening.